0: Log Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some cheese.
1: some on the podcast.
2: Yeah, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, man? She's on the podcast, as you already know. Outsiders of Boxing Podcast, and live, if I can speak and get my shit right, that's not a good way to start, but we're coming to you live from the the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast studios in Central California in the San Joaquin Valley. Beautiful day outside, looks like we're finally getting this October weather coming through, which I've been waiting on because it's been a little hot. Boxing was a little hot this last week. And it's picking up steam for next week, leading into also. But um, I am your host, R.C., reigning 2015 podcast correspondent, rookie of the year from a podcast we'll leave unnamed at this time, and I'll be taking it to my man from God's Country in Houston, Texas, my tag team partner, D. Willow Wilson. What's going down, man?
1: Oh, man. Hey, I'm feeling good. I think uh, putting the work on your boys, I know you put a little wager on that close game we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but the boy Watson is showing that he is the real deal um and uh, I appreciate you going to me early man um that's very heartfelt you know that really you know that really touched my heart there that you went to me early man and let people know that I'm here man so hey look forward to talking uh boxing as we do each and every week my man
2: Yeah, sometimes I like to tell a little bit of the story at first, but I, I took note of it and then also I took notes on when we did the uh willow show in which I had to substitute. So uh I see how you did it last Wednesday. And uh well at least you noticed. I don't have to go back and say, You see how I went to you there quickly, Willow. So uh, you know, old dogs can learn new tricks, I guess.
1: Hey, most definitely, man. You ain't that old dog. That's why hey, that's why we working with you though. Hey, you gonna be you're gonna be one of the best. So that's why I'm just here for the ride, dog. I'm just here for the ride.
2: Dog, <laughs> we're gonna be in for a really good ride, man. I mean, uh have been seeing a lot of good reviews and ratings coming from about the show. It's always good to get some good positive feedback from the people because at certain times, if you're not a listener from an uh, advocate listener from a uh, uh, avid listener from the where we came from, and you would just join on this podcast, you might think. Uh, sometimes that we're being a little bit uh, a certain way that rubs people the wrong way. But it's all fun-hearted, man. This is Barbershop Boxing Talk, and we're just uh, me and my homie kicking it and whoever comes on the show, um, it's all good people too. So uh, glad that people still have thick skin out there nowadays in a world in 2017 where it seems like everybody's so sensitive to every little thing that is mentioned. So to see some of the feedback and people saying that they're enjoying the show, whether they're listening to it at work, whether they're listening to it with their wives in a car ride somewhere. You know, I really appreciate that, man. And I just want to give a big shout-out to everybody out there that has uh, rated and reviewed and also subscribed to the show. Uh, We've came a long way from a podcast that was, uh, you know, ran by Kim Jong-un in a certain way. And we try to keep it over here somewhat listener-friendly. So if if someone wants to come on the show and and give their opinion, I'm not going to shut nobody down and uh, put them on mute and uh, tell them why they're morons, we can just agree to disagree at certain times and still have a good conversation. So, uh, it, it's like, I really appreciate it, man. Coming from where we came from, I think it's a big difference, Will. Are you feeling a little bit of the same freedom that I feel? Like, we don't have to be walking on eggshells and on pins and needles over here?
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Um, you know, that's why, that was, that's why we did it, you know, after a little hiatus was taken. You know, I decided, hey, we need to do something for the people, by the people, and who else better to represent the people than me and you? You know what I'm saying? The tag team champions of this boxing podcast world. So, you know, I'm feeling, like I said, you know, like if you read into the, if you read into our little short, uh, our little short, um, topic or whatever it's called, our short little syllabus or whatever it's called, you know, it says two young guys breaking. Off the dungeons, breaking off the dictatorship that used to be OTG boxing. So, you know, um, oh, that's what it's hey, called. Yeah, free yeah. Free.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I <laughs> think that's what it's
2: called. from the man yeah. for sure. Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm surprised. I was, I was expecting. I was expecting uh, the, your little uh, Astros song that you had coming on during your intro that you were starting off with. Of. Are you not getting? Uh, you're not getting shaken up by the last game that just happened? Are you willing? It's a two-two series. Anything can happen.
1: No, no, no. You went to that too, Hey, Trust me, trust me. There's always something up my sleeve when it comes to the Astros dog. So, you know, just sit back and relax and uh you know, open your eyes wide. <laughs> you get my joke. I never heard <laughs> that so song fine. before
2: but I
0: <laughs>
2: I never heard that song before, but I've been throwing that song out there to a lot of my Dodger homies out there. So good luck to the Houston Astros today, but let's get to this thing that happened early in the day yesterday. We had your boy, Willa, Anthony Joshua, Mr. 19-0, 19 knockout, so-called killer, going against an old man, Carlos Takum. Who's a tough customer? He was in there, and you can tell that this man was trying to take Joshua in the deep water and was trying to get him out of there. If he could get him fatigued in the late round, similar to Vladimir Klitschko, but he was taking a beating at the same time. Nowhere near a defensive master of the boxing game, similar as Vladimir Klitschko, he knows how to avoid certain things and he he takes care of himself in uh, in in situations. And Carlos Takum had a really bad gash over his right eye. He was taking some some hits that you know probably weren't necessary, but at the same time he was a, a, a big midget in there compared to a big guy like AJ. And you know, when you're a shorter fighter like that, you're giving up the reach. You're giving up your face to get inside a little bit more. And he was taking a beating. Uh, can't get, can't question a man's heart. Got to give him a credit for what he did in there. And um, I've seen a lot of people shitting on this fight, thinking that it was going to be early work, quick work, easy work for AJ, thinking it probably wouldn't get past the fourth or fifth round. But Carlos Tucker went out there with to the tenth round and you know it was stopped by the referee which I think was a little bullshit because yeah, he was getting he was getting that work, but at the same time, my man was bobbing and weaving. He was he was a live dog in the fight. He wasn't just getting pummeled and, you know, he wasn't looking like Conor McGregor going off from rope to rope to rope, just getting smacked down without throwing a punch. You know he still had his hands up. He was still bobbing and weaving, and the referee was just so ready to stop this fight. Like we need to keep this, we need to keep this KO streak of Anthony Joshua alive. He's our biggest guy. We got to stop him. And he even went so far so to put my man Carlos talking in a goddamn headlock just to stop the fight. Early stoppage, I think. Uh, but then again, we've mentioned this many times, Willa, where you got to know where you're at in situations in a fight. You got to know how. Your body reaction is going to be for the referee, whether it's going to be to stop a fight or let it go on. And in the U.K., they stopped the Charmin, let's just put it that way. And they were so quick to stop this fight because the man was taking a beating. They didn't want him to get hurt anymore. They wanted to keep this KO record alive for Anthony Joshua because it wouldn't look good for him going 12 rounds against a 36-year-old man. And it was looking like it might have went to the cards. Joshua knocked him down, but it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a, uh, the the slashing knockdowns like what you put on, um, guys like um, Charles Martin or anything like that. My man, you know, he hit the canvas, got up right away. Tough customer. Tough customer. Were you up in the? Were you watching over in, in the afternoon of this fight, Willis? Uh,
1: no, no, no. Um, shout out. This is a. This, this weekend was a very important weekend to me. It was um, something that is very important to the historical black college, like, scene, the, you know, historical HBUs, HBCUs, colleges, universities. Historically black meaning uh, that this is where black people had to go because they couldn't go anywhere else, right? Not meaning that it's, it's 100% black, but it's mostly black colleges. And homecoming right. is a big deal when it comes to to these kind of colleges and i went to one of the finest uh hbcu's prairie view a&m university where i received my um a uh, bachelor's in science and mechanical engineering and i went out partied hard like an old man shouldn't Ooh. do last night <laughs> but i was able to catch the fight uh, afterwards on showtime uh, i was able to watch the um watch the astros lose also but, uh, you know, so first of all, I want to say shout-out to Prairie View and them Panthers. Uh, excellent job, excellent win yesterday. And, like always, it's always great to be home, RC. I don't know if you know what that feeling's like, but when you go home and it's just your people and you just relax, you don't have to worry about no stress. The honeys are coming. Oh, yeah. You're a legend. They're coming everywhere. It's like, yeah, yeah, but you got to shut them down. You know, just a great, great weekend of foolery. But But um, I did see the fight, and – uh Tacum did. Uh, he he lost almost every round to me. Um, he was pretty much easy work, but he was tough easy work. You know, he was very tough. Uh, African cat, obviously. Um, I don't even have to really look into that. I could just tell by the way he was just catching that beating and keep on coming forward. That um, that you know that was the African guy, and he was coming and he was tough. Did he? Was it an early stoppage? <laughs> yeah. He was getting bobbled around. It Looked like he definitely could have won a little earlier. He was bleeding, but uh, you know that's just how it goes. You got to know where you are. You got to know what's going on. Like Joshua, um, I don't know if you caught his uh, his in, his uh, after fight post post fight interview in the ring. Oh yeah, he said yeah. he said something of that nature. You know, I got a broken nose, but I didn't want to show any weakness because you never know what the what the ref wants to do. You know, he, so he threw that out there. You know Joshua, gentleman about it. He didn't say. You know he was like. You know the ref stopped it. You know he never said it was a good stoppage. You know it was a it was a showcase. Talking was a little too tough, a little tougher than they thought. And like you said, they wanted to keep that 19 and 0, 19 knockouts going strong, and uh, so they can get the Wilder fight, which they brought up. So I'm not mad at it. He won it easy. I mean, it was probably nine zero when they stopped the fight. Uh, so, you know, I'm not really mad at it. Tocum did a good job. Do I want to see him fight again? No. The um, Anthony Joshua looked like he was the world beater in there. No, but he might. But he isn't a world beater. He's just a strong ass dude that uh, that if you let hit you hard enough, you'll go to sleep. So, but Tocum didn't go to sleep. He had that big ass African head. And even though he's been knocked out a couple of times, I mean, that is strange. He has been knocked out. Well, that was, that was his first. I guess he's been knocked out one time before this. And I don't know if that was asleep. Let me check that I know Yeah, He went to sleep before. So, you know, Pavekin put him to sleep. I guess Pavekin was probably on the juice at T-D-Pavekin. that point. So.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so, you know, we can't really say nothing about that. You know, talking talk, talk went out on the shield. He was taking a beating, um, just taking shots at the dome. So, like I said, it was a showcase fight. Joshua didn't really give the fans what they really wanted to see. He didn't fulfill. Like I always say, you need to, when you do a showcase, you need to fulfill that, you know, what you're there to do. You're there to showcase your skills. He didn't really showcase the skills, but he won a tough fight. And, you know, he's a young guy. Night, Like I said, 19 fight. That was a tough fight for a guy that's only had 19 fights. I ain't mad at that. I'm not losing any sleep. I'm not hype about it or anything like that. So, you know, that's how I see it.
2: Right, most definitely. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you, Willa, because I wasn't too sure of it, but I think that uh, one thing that this whole facade of Anthony Joshua that people put out there is that the guy's trying to get rounds. He's trying to get rounds. He's trying to get rounds. You know, it happens like that when you got a guy who's being um, pushed such as AJ has before the Dillian White fight, and before he had uh, some actual comp come up to him. But did your, in your opinion, did you think that Anthony Joshua's stamina looked better than what it did against Vladimir Klitschko? Because my man looked like he was uh, really, really gassed against Vladimir in about, maybe, was it the sixth round, I believe? He looked like he really didn't have anything left in him. There's like, I was wondering, like, is there any way Anthony Joshua could even go 12 rounds after watching that fight? Um, personally, I think his stamina looked better, but at the same time, you can't really judge too much because Takum, like you said, was getting that work. And the difference against Takum compared to Vladimir Klitschko was that Vladimir is not a guy that was, Getting his ass whipped every round So he was giving it back more than he was receiving So I, that's definitely got to be accountable For the stamina deal with Joshua But I think that he looked a little bit better in there uh, I didn't check the, the punch count uh, By the stat sheet Because that is just I read between the lines when it comes to that stuff I don't like to be one of those guys who reads Oh he threw this many punches and blah 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 Because that's just, that just doesn't That's just half the story it's, That shit is a bikini It shows a lot but it don't show everything but in your opinion, the stamina by AJ, did you think, I mean, you're a, you're a real physical guy, Willis. You're a guy who's in really good shape. I like to say that I'm in good shape, not really as big as you, but that's why I'm the speed and you the muscle. So but coming from a standpoint of where we both are as being physically fit, how did you feel that you've seen the AJ looking in the ring as far as stamina-wise? Did he show any <coughs> kinks in that sense of armor?
1: So, <laughs> first off, first off, I and the muscles, man. You're just the looks, dog. That's all Hold you're on, you Hold on, man. I you ran know, a four seven like, seven, seven, I'm like six, I'm ran or Marty Gennetti, like <laughs> man. You're there for you know <laughs> What?
0: But what was your best but, forty
1: but, time, man? But, my best forty time when I was at yeah, when I was in college was like like a four or five, three. You know, I w I wasn't the fastest, but <laughs> my skills were impeccable. Though. I'm like Jerry Rice out there. I ain't that fast, but I'm getting on your ass
2: no homo. I'm Josh Norman, and I was running a 4'6", but I could probably still run a 4'6", if I think about it. I ain't lost no step, but okay. I don't know about a 4'5", no. but I take your word for it. I think you're an honest guy.
1: Yeah, I play, hey, you know you're talking to a college football athlete, dog, a scholarship athlete. I'm,
0: I'm the real
2: deal play over here, dog.
1: dog. You know? what, what is, is that an angel, a, please uh, button that you always press. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey,
2: I'm just telling you, dog. I'm just telling you, you're talking
1: to you're talking to an all-area football player, dog, you know, but, you know, it is what it is, dog. But let's go. That much respect, by the way. <laughs> enough about yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, enough about me. Enough about me. Let's talk about Joshua. Now, Joshua, yeah. as far as stamina goes, you know, at the, it's hard to say. He get, he's putting in easy work, you know. It's like it, when I go hoop, if I'm hooping with a bunch of, 21-year-old, it's a little easy work. I'm not as tired, even though they're running a lot, they're doing it. It's like it, it's lasting a little longer, but they're just weak. I'm just doing my moves. I'm getting to where I want to get their weak, you know, so it's easy work. But when I'm facing guys, you know, a little older, a little more mature, you know, I'm running a little hard. I got to do a little more. It's just a little little, little tougher. Klitschko was is a way better fighter, so he's going to put a little more pressure on them to make them tired. Andre, jo- uh, Andre, Anthony Joshua is huge. His stamina will, is going to always be a factor. It's got to. All that muscle that's taking oxygen, all of that is, is just taking, you know, so he's always – the stamina is going to always be a problem. Last night he showed that, hey, if you're not giving him – if you just let him get easy work, hey, he could box you all night. So you've got to put a little more pressure. You know, talking was trying to put pressure, but he was just taking it. He was just – yeah, I don't know what kind of – that wasn't the real kind of pressure you need to put, but – so I'm not going to – like I said, this is a showcase, uh, so I'm not going to – I don't take anything away from this fight It's except that we got to see a fight. That's pretty much it. I'm not going to dial uh, uh, delve into anything like, oh, his, his stamina looked better or his combinations looked better or he didn't look as good or he should have knocked him out earlier. It really don't matter. This was a showcase fight. He went in there knowing he was going to win, and he won. So, you know, it is what it is. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay, Mr. College Athlete. Also, I wanted to say much respect for you attending the the homecoming and all that and having a little bit of fun doing your two-step, and we kind of got a little bit ahead of ourselves after you mentioned that. But uh, much respect and congratulations to you. uh, We hope you had a good night and didn't didn't feel too hurt in the morning from the drinks that you had. But um, one thing that we – was talking about when you mentioned the post-fight interview with Anthony Joshua, besides him being a gentleman, we still got Eddie Hearn talking about if Deontay Wilder is going to come overseas and fight his man dealing white, they could get it set up for February sometime there. But everybody's talking about Wilder versus AJ, and Eddie Hearn is the only guy that's talking about Wilder and White. Now, does Deontay Wilder have to prove himself to this man, or... What's really good? I don't know. Um, let's uh, let's take it to the college before we even move on to that. But just keep that in mind, Willow. Like, we we know what it is. So, uh, we'll see what's going on, man, with, with everybody's feeling. Uh, I think we got Janelle on the line. Let's check out my man Janelle.
1: Yes, man, yeah. You on Willa Willard and Wills? What's popping? Hello, hello. Well, you know,
2: sometimes sometimes we have that happen. Uh, uh, it goes that way sometimes. You know, I was talking to uh, Jacob earlier today, Jacob from Long Beach, uh, uh, a, really, a really good friend of the show, avid listener, and he said that he was going to be making an appearance on the show today. So I was hoping that we could get him to come on and uh, give his perspective of this thing because sometimes He is a little little set to go, Um, but especially a very good boxing fan. So uh, uh, if he was on, we could make that happen, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't know what's going on with Janelle. Every time Janelle wants to come on the show, he's always a day late and some change, and he'll be like, oh, you should have hit me up, and I know that we hit him up earlier today. So uh, I don't know what Janelle's got going on, but granted, he's training for his fight. So maybe he, he, he's he's uh, he's he's got that, you know what I mean? But uh, well let's go back. Let's see this popping up again. Let's see if we can get this fixed. It's not the the crowd's ready to start laughing again for for uh, but
1: i <laughs> you there, man? <sighs>
2: Damn, dog. You know.
1: Hey, am I tripping, Janelle is, Janelle? is five five nine, right?
2: No, man. Uh, five five nine is Central oh. California area code. Oh
1: well. You should it, know this. <laughs> hey, I don't know. But,
2: but,
1: uh, but, let's go back. Let's let, hey, let's hit it back again. Let's try it this way. Maybe that's why they didn't hear that. Five five nine. You're on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. What's popping? Five six two. Hey, this is just a compliment. Well, he's
2: a five six two. He's a five six two number, bro. I think that people, I think that they they playing jokes on us right now. It must be some somebody from the boxing voice or something that's calling the show, hating on us, so we could get some blank, so we can get some dead time or whatever. But uh, if there's a five six two number, I believe that's who we're looking to go to. Hey, that's not Janelle. Is... I don't know what the hell Janelle's doing.
1: Hey, I don't know what the hell's going on now, dog. Cause uh... let's see. There's a five six two. Is that? Are you five five nine? I'm five
2: five nine, Willa. Five six two is the one we're oh. looking for. That is, uh, I believe hey, that's my that's man Jacob well, from Long Beach. So let's knows, uh, let's dog. let's see what's going on with Jacob from Long Beach. The five six two number. Outside the podcast. What's going down?
1: He's here. Let's go. Hello. You guys hear hey, me? Yo.
2: Oh, well, there's a there's a voice we can hear instead of the mute silence that was going on the other way. Jacob from Long Beach, what's going down, my man? How you doing, bud?
3: What's going on, fellas? Long time no talk to. Like the lo- you know love the show you know everybody out there subscribe, give it a review. These guys are good cats from back in the day, so I have a few minutes, but uh, yeah, I mean I appreciate that. we're talking Joshua. Joshua in a, a fight last night. I mean, kind of like yeah, what, what Will you has said, me, you know, he he did what he had to do. You know, the, the the fight to make is the Wilder versus the Joshua. So, in order for them to make that fight, they both have to win their fight. And then, you know, hopefully we can make that happen in 2018 after a pretty good 2017. But, uh, you know, Joshua, he, at the heavyweight division, you know, nobody's perfect. Um, you know, he I think he has skills. Um, but I he early. does... <laughs> he does seem to have a, a, a little bit of maybe a, a stamina problem. Um, if you if you could take him like into the deep waters, because he's got all that muscle mass, he seems to you know be huffing and puffing later on. But you need someone that can you know right. give him a challenge that can uh, you know put put something in his face, land punches, and you know kind of like what Klitschko did in, in their fight. I mean, he was able to knock him down. Uh, props to Joshua though for getting back up and then finishing the fight, but. You know, um, is Wilder the man to do it? I'm not sure. I, I would I would bet against him because he hasn't looked that great against the people he's against and uh he just has that power. So I mean if he lands that power shot it could be you know, could be lights out, but you know, he has to land that power shot. Right
2: definitely. It seems like in in every fight with, with uh Deontay Wilder his his weaknesses get exposed, but for some reason well not some reason, it happens that right hand lands, man. Every time that that brother from Alabama's in the fight, that right hand lands. And, I mean, you can ask Ar- Archer Spilka how that right hand feels. So, um, I-, I feel like I think Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn both know that this fight is a little bit too dangerous for A.J. right now, even though A.J. probably has been tested more than Deontay Wilder is involved in- as far as being in a, I mean, a, a damn near classic against Vladimir Klitschko. But, um it's a big risk right now. And I don't know if those UK brothers are willing to do this risk right here, but uh, uh, no, I hear what you're saying, man. Willie, really, you got anything to comment on it?
1: No, no. First of all, I just want to say what's up to that boy Jacob, man. You know, try to get him on every week. Um, Cause he always got something That's to say. Uh, I, I, yeah, I enjoy talking to him on Twitter, BSing with him. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, any boxing fan should see it the same way. You know, just a little. little it was a showcase. Um, both of these guys, him and Wilder are sort of they're not the best like as far they're the best now in two thousand seventeen, but as far as like some kind of all time best as far as probably like the best in the last fifteen years, they might not even be top ten guys, you know, but at this point they're the best they're the two best fighters, and it'll be you know with them both being with Joshua being young and green, well sort of he's sort of green uh he's got an amateur. I guess he's got a big amateur background, but he's sort of green. And with Wilder being, you know, old and green, uh, you know, it should be a good fight whenever it happens. And you know, they were booing the shit out of Eddie Hearn uh last, uh yesterday when they when he came out so they ain't got no love for him over there in the UK. Um I even think I think even Joshua got in on on the booing a little bit, uh, giving this guy a little ribbon. So uh you know <laughs> hopefully this will gets it done and uh, yeah we'll have something we'll have a big fight to Check out next year, and uh, Vegas was mentioned. I mean, Vegas wasn't mentioned when the fight was mentioned, but Joshua did, you know, mention Vegas, maybe fighting in Vegas. So we'll see, man. We'll see. And man. I don't
3: think they're gonna fight in Vegas, though, because Wilder was already proven that, he, like, he 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 was a champion. He was gonna go to Russia to fight that cheater Povetkin, and you know, so if they can fill eighty thousand seats, you know, especially a fight like that, you know. That's where the money's at. I mean, he—he he, they're going to make that money. And Wilder's going to get a bigger payday by, you know, going overseas. Over there. Payday. No, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree. No.
1: All
3: right. Both of those guys beat Parker, though. Par- oh, Parker's yeah. the, the weak link in that people. division.
2: He's the outside. He's the outside guy. But, uh, Jacob, I'll go to you first. Will this fight happen in 2018?
3: I think it will. Um, I think uh Hearn is trying to you know, he's making some moves to have some fights over here in the States and representing some, some some people. Um, you know, it's a shame that the Ortiz thing went down the way it did. Um, because I was really excited for that fight. But uh I think if Wilder oh, yeah. beats Severn, uh there's no reason that they can't have that fight. I mean it what well, like I said before, Wilder's willing to travel, you know, he just wants to make that money. You know, he's got a you know, kind of a if you know his backstory, you know, with him and his I think his daughter, you know, he, he's trying to make, you know, all that money and, you know, oh, yeah. take care of his family. And if they're gonna ding you know, dangle um, you know, millions of dollars, more than he's ever made, for him to go to the UK, he best believe he's gonna be on a plane over there. And we know Joshua could sell tickets over there. Um, but I know he I know Joshua does want to fight in the States, but um, again, money talks in this sport. 100%. Hey, this 100%.
1: just said,
2: will
1: it. it this just is it going down you, in twenty eighteen. So uh, hey, somehow Seattle did win that game, Doug. I don't know what the fuck happened. But what was it. the final? No way. Thirty-eight forty-one.
2: Seattle.
1: So
2: they. Uh, forty I meant. Wait. 38-41 Oh man, I yep. lost, Doug. It was a five-point spread, man. So. Oh, okay. No. Russell Wilson threw an interception like with like
1: two minutes left. <sighs> Right, and then but they, they have been didn't over. Get the First down. They didn't get the first. They didn't get a first down. So then he got his chance, and oh. Russell Wilson does what Russell Wilson does. Man, he is a baller. Right. Watson ain't there. Oh, Watson Seattle. Ain't there
2: Seattle Simon
3: probably happy for that.
2: Now, Seattle Simon can't stand Russell Wilson
3: for some reason.
2: <laughs> he can't stand him. I never heard of. He's, mad, of he's cause mad. He's mad because he
3: threw that pick. He's mad because he threw that pick in the Super Bowl.
2: He's
1: mad at yeah. everything.
3: <laughs> he's just but, mad, I mean, but yeah. Hey, it, as far as the, as
1: far as the fight, two thousand eighteen, I uh, it's got to happen. I, I think it will happen. Uh, I think um, the way the referee got him out of there or got talk him out of there early is showing that I think it will happen. They're trying to keep this guy padded, you know, um, yeah. and keep these. Uh, you know, they're trying to keep him padded, and the only reason to keep him padded is for that big payday against Wilder. There's no other. There's no other reason to bullshit like that. So, so uh, yeah, I think it'll go down to 18 for sure. Night. Well, not yeah, it's been sure, a really 19. good.
3: It's it's been a good 2017. So there's no reason with all the fights they can make that we can't have an equally good or at least you know uh a, you know maybe a little bit less as good as 2017 and 2018. I think a lot of you know these promoters want to make these fights, and you know as long as the money's there. So I, I definitely I think we'll definitely see it in the early part of uh, maybe like the first half of 2018.
2: If not, if, if there's a possibility to make it, if better, we'll see how things go. You know, what waiting for Keith Thurman to get healed up? He said he wants a a tune-up fight basically before he can get in the ring with Earl Spence. And I mean,
3: that's a it, joke, I, man.
2: I mean, You're a champion. You don't need no tune-up fight.
1: Jacob, champion, Jacob, champion, Jacob, 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 Jacob. Hey Jacob. I agree with you 100%, oh. Jacob like that doesn't like have you guys i mean what are you guys talking about I, like this is no disrespect to any, to you. Any. have y'all played like any kind of sport? have you done any you know if you get hurt, you gotta, you gotta make sure it. that you're mentally listen listen you gotta be you gotta make sure that you're mentally ready to make that move you gotta like when I tore my ACL, the yeah i'm I'm cool in practice, but in a game you gotta know that you're mentally ready to make that move to do that. To, Plan off that foot, to plan off to plan off that knee. So, to, when a guy comes off an injury, he definitely not. You know, I can understand maybe. Oh, he taught, he fought some tough fights. He shouldn't do. Uh, he shouldn't. He should need a tune-up fight for somebody or a showcase fight. But this guy's got hurt. That's what a tune-up fight is. That's that's the whole point. Tune up, so you
3: can tune oh your. You this guy I gets hurt. This guy gets hurt between every that's single the whole fight. Point. He but got hurt before the Sean Porter fight. fight. He got hurt after the after when he this Garcia fight. You know, and and this guy, you know what? I think he's scared of, of Spence myself because he was talking all kinds of mess yeah. about trying to get Mayweather and all this stuff. And then when they ask him about Spence, he's just like, "Oh yeah, maybe it'll, you know it'll happen or whatever." I mean, you can't you can't change your attitude like that. You either want to fight people at the top level and you call them out, or you don't. And and that to me uh, that's a you, sign. But. You build-
1: or you know what business is about. Or you know that you put your, or you know that you paid oh, your dues. And this guy's might not have paid his dues. You know, when Danny Garcia was saying the same shit about it, I didn't say that he would, you know. People want, when you pay dues, you want other guys to pay dues. That's just how it is. That's just how life is. So you, I don't care how good this guy is. If it took me 10 years to get to this place and they're trying to make this guy get to my spot in four years, man, fuck that. I'm not scared of him. Put in your work like I did, but not even saying that. Like he's gonna fight him. He needs to take his tune up. That's the y'all look up the word tune up. When you tune up a car, that means something happened. You want to make sure it's good, so you tune it up before you take it on the road.
3: <laughs> he, he better be careful though, because he's had some some not so great opponents, and they they've gotten to him. So you know he can he can get he can get upset
2: too. Louis Collado
1: jacob he's undefeated and for for somebody like that shows you that you just don't like thurman because you are saying that after surgery this guy can't get a tune-up fight
0: that doesn't even make any sense that's just
1: hate you should be fine
3: really and and I'm, I'm not camp. i'm not the
2: biggest
3: that's thurman fan, ain't no tune-up big i don't I, fans would, fans I, would, I wouldn't i wouldn't say i hate him i wouldn't say i hate him but hey hey guys you I, like I gotta him. i gotta head out but uh been appreciate real it, talking, to you guys. I'll keep. I'll keep on listening, and uh, you know, maybe I'll be on um, back on sometime. Hey, anytime, yeah, my man. You, hey, we appreciate you coming on, bro.
2: You right, welcome anytime, man. Appreciate you, Jacob. Much love, brother. Take care.
1: Later. Hey, he but was, that goes for your ass you. That goes don't, for don't your don't ass uh, RC talking about he don't <laughs> talking about he don't need a, a, a tune up fight. That's that's ridiculous. That's just hate. You know, if if your boy Danny Garcia broke his wrist and he got surgery, you would allow him a tune-up fight. That's different, man. It it, it ain't different. It's just the hate. So we got to keep it 100% at all times. Hey, you go to surgery, you can get a tune-up fight because that's what tune-up fights are for. That's the whole point. You've been off, you need a (laughs) tune-up fight.
2: Keith Thurman though, man, what's up? He's he's, he's always that guy. Uh, I I got an O oh, and I'm not afraid to let it go. He's a, I mean, look, I'm not the biggest fan of this, you know, knockoff hippie hippie brother. He's, but I I appreciate what he does in the ring. So if he wants to get a tune-up fight, get your ass some tough farm partners in camp and have a four-month camp, three-month camp. It'd be alright. I mean, it's only an elbow injury. He'd be okay. Right? I mean, it's not like it's why he a, can't a get a paid. injury or nothing like that. Because he he's not going to get paid. To fight paid.
1: A fight. He's going to get paid. Because nobody he cares fight about, about fight, He gets paid in between while he's doing his four-month camp that you're talking about. He can get paid also. Like, I mean, like, we just got to keep it real. Like, we're not keeping it real here, RC. And you know I'm you're not. I'm trying to
0: keep
2: it real with you. Oh, man. Keep it real look, with you,
1: RC. Please. I, Please.
2: I'm just saying, look. <laughs> That's why you ran Jacob off the show, talking this crazy stuff. Keith Thurman, if he's really about that action and thinks that sh- that if he thinks that Earl Spence ain't the real deal, why not go after Earl Spence if he thinks he's not the real dude? Right now, he never like said that.
0: that. He never said he, that. It looks
2: like okay, but look the way the way this is going right now, it looks like the real challenge for Keith Thurman is Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford said that Earl Spence he ain't the, he ain't the guy, so he ain't going after him. So if Keith Thurman thinks of which would be the toughest fight for him, the one he would avoid the most would be Bud Crawford. But he's talking about Earl Spence. Like, yeah, I get the questions are coming in. But if this kid is so green, like everybody says, and you see flaws in his game because he's a proven champion, why not expose this kid and why not make that your tune-up fight against young Earl Spence get major hype behind you, and then, bam, soon as soon as Bud Crawford knocks out Jeff Horn, then you got a big fight set up with Horn, or excuse me, not hard. with Crawford and Thurman. Well, however you want to put it, Thurman Crawford. If 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 truth ain't that, if he ain't that dude, why not take that fight first? Is is, is Earl Spence that scary?
1: But see, the thing is, the the thing is, I think that I don't think. uh Thurman ever said Earl Spence wasn't that dude. I never think he. I haven't heard him discourage any kind of talk, it, it discourage his get, fight game at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure that a couple of years ago, they say Thurman went up to, to Spence and said, "Me and you will be fighting in, after a while for this, uh, for that, for that belt." You know, so I think Thurman has all the um, the respect for Spence. That's why he needs a tune-up fight. We all know Spence is the real deal. It ain't about him being green. He ain't putting in, he ain't putting in his, his dues. Just because you ain't putting in your dues don't mean you ain't the best. Now, you know, you can, You got to look at it both ways. An old guy watching a young guy, they're not old, but an old guy watching a young guy do something that faster than he did, he's going to feel a certain way. I had to do it this way. I had to do it that way. You need to wait like I did, you know. That doesn't mean you're scared of them. That just means that's just pride. That's just how people do. But there, that doesn't mean necessarily that this young guy can't whoop that old man, right? Uh, I think I know Spence and Spence and Thurman is a 50-50 fight at this point. Thurman knows that, so does Spence. Spence is hungry. Spence needs this. Spence is, at, Spence is at a few rungs down on the ladder, so he's a little more hungrier. Thurman ain't that hungry. He don't need that. He's got other fights that he can fight. You know, so does Spence. But, you know, everybody wants to see that. It will happen. But let the man get a fucking tune-up. And let's, let's just be reasonable. That's all I want to say. Let's just be reasonable. Okay. We know that Spence is a top-notch fighter. I don't care what people say. Me and you know Spence is a top-notch fighter. So let's give a man that's been off and had surgery uh, a tune-up before he fights this top-notch fighter. I think that's I think that's reasonable.
2: Nah, but the whole setback with that is, okay, let's say he gets this tune-up in, let's say, what, January, February, something like that. I'm not sure when he's actually cleared uh, to start camp. I've got to look into that. But let's say he gets this tune-up in February, and then we'll have the, we'll have the, we'll have the Earl and keep them in fighting, what, later on that year? And then what's that, how far is that setback? The reason that Bud Crawford moved up to, to welterweight in the first place the only reason he moved up was looking for the man, Keith Thurman. Are we looking at Thurman versus Bud Crawford possibly in 2019? Is that how long we gotta wait? Because this this hippie brother needs a yes. goddamn tuna.
1: That's exactly how wow. long we have to wait. Because there's a guy, there's another guy uh, uh, named Jeff Horn that has the belt that Crawford is looking for. Crawford needs to get a <laughs> belt first. So, you
2: know he's
1: gonna, take, it's, that, it, it, he gonna it, take that one. It, it all plays out. Crawford isn't you know, Crawford isn't coming straight up from uh going straight up and wait to fight Keith Thurman. That's that was never gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So just like uh my man uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, but but it wasn't gonna happen. Just like my guy out here, uh shit, what's these fools' names? Uh the brothers Charlo, just like Jamal Charlo. Charlo? He's knocking boys out. He jumped up. He's just not going to fight a champion. Uh, Well, not he might fight a champion, but he's not going to fight a real – no, he didn't fight a champion. And he's not going to fight a real champion in in a couple of fights because that's just how it works. Bud Crawford will get his dance with Thurman for the undisputed welterweight championship. And what did we say? I hope hope
2: he don't take an L before then.
1: He won't. He's probably going to beat Spence, and Spence will probably come back to maybe – be beat Thurman or you know they're all pretty much the I think they're all top tier guys and we'll just see how it happens man and you know I'm not mad at anything that's going on you break your wrist get your tune up if things get pushed back that's just what happens when injuries happen man look at look at Andrew Luck he's not even fucking playing I got guys like T Y Hilton scoring two fucking points on uh on fantasy football why because oh yeah me too man Bullshit well, happen. <laughs> Injuries happen, happen. so, you know, I ain't mad at that, man. And neither should you. Let the man get his fucking tune-up.
2: I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying you don't need a tune-up when you beat Danny Garcia. You got all the straps right now. So uh, it's okay, though. It's okay, though. If he feels like he needs a tune-up, fine. Let him get a tune-up. But I just think that he should continue upon this little story that he's been telling everybody about being the best welterweight, about being the guy, because now everybody's calling him out. But we'll see how that goes. I didn't plan on talking about welterweights because the welterweight action was kind of dry this week. Uh, uh, one thing that I you wanted to, want to speak on. want to talk
1: welterweights, Doug? Nope. I sure your didn't. Third, there was a, you your know, third bullet point is welterweight. Your third bullet point oh. is welterweight. Fourth. That's For not it. it. Nope. Oh, those aren't welterweights right that. there that I'm looking at?
2: No, but I'm just saying I don't want to. <laughs> hey, man, Yeah, that's disclosed information, bro. But look, one thing I wanted <laughs> hey, to baby, put on that. The <laughs> people know we got bullet points. <laughs> We're professionals. <laughs> we
1: got bullet points. <laughs> your fourth bullet point is to... welterweights. See, that's how much uh, you hate I people. That you say you don't want to talk about welterweights, when it's proven, one, two, three, four, <laughs> that your fourth bullet point is welterweights. Dog. <laughs> and you won't even let this make get on, a too though. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on
2: now, man. On. I don't know about that, bro. Yeah, Willis got all the people laughing. That's funny. Easy comedian. It's all good. I didn't plan on talking about no damn Keith Thurman. But um, uh, shit, I mean, I was ready to go to Wildest to Vern too. But, you know, you got Jacob all hot talking about this tune-up stuff and all that. So we went there, and then you had to scare him off the line talking about he needed a tune-up. If anyone is getting a tune-up, Deontay Wilder against Berman Severne. Deontay Wilder said on record, You could you could note this, you could write this, all this shit, that if I lose this fight against Berman Severn, I'm gonna retire. I don't think that he can go the same route that he did, Jab Squad against Severn in this 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 second fight because he knows what Severn could bring to the table and the first fight he had with Severn, like we before we knew about the the, uh, the sickness that he was dealing with, Berman Saverne was actually really good comp. Um, not one of the best, definitely, but, you know, he held that strap and he did his thing for a while. And um, coming into the second fight, if Deontay Wilder goes 12 rounds of that same jab bullshit that he did the first fight, nobody want to see that. I think that you probably would see the ref putting Bermann Stivert in a headlock similar to the referee that did the same <laughs> thing to talk him yesterday. They want to get this fight coming in hot with the heavyweights as far as Wilder and Joshua. So there's no way in hell that Wilder can go into that fight next week and go twelve rounds again for Bernard Severn in the wildest Sabern part two. What do you think
1: about that fight, Willer? Minus the jokes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm hey, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent with you. But the way I see it, the way I see it is, I think you're correct. If if it looks bad, if Severn is losing, but isn't going to sleep. Be prepared for there to be a stoppage, of, uh, uh, a a questionable stoppage, just like we had yesterday. So, you know, they're they're building this. I don't see Stavern is a showcase fight, but as we know, <laughs> your boy got caught cheating on steroids.
2: Wow, you really say the crowd laughing at that. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't say. I didn't tell them to laugh. They're just laughing, man, because they know that that guy's a joke. <laughs> now y'all are mad. Y'all are mad at Wilder for fighting the fight that he paid money to push off to the side so he could fight the big fight. But he didn't. But the guy was cheating. Said he got high high blood pressure all of a sudden that he didn't know he was taking. It. But whatever. What, that's not even his thing. But you
0: know.
1: Yeah, yeah. He is old, but, you know, it is what it is. He should have put that on the thing, and we don't have this problem.
2: Sometimes you can't read it, you, right. you know, when you don't speak English,
1: you know. They got it. They got it in Spanish, too, man. So if you not yeah. They they got it in, Go ahead. It, keep going. He signed going. that Go contract ahead. in Spanish. <laughs> the referee comes and tells them the uh, the rules in Spanish. So no, every, we've seen that fight. You, so, did you see the contract? Do you
2: know this for sure? Or he just speculated, sir? That, oh, so, hey.
1: Well, if hey, if your boy Ortiz is is a fucking idiot signing a, a English contract and he don't speak any <laughs> English, then he can, then that's his fault. But I doubt he's that dumb. He just is <laughs> an old man that's a little scared of the of like you said, the most feared man in heavyweight since uh, Mike Tyson. You know, and that is what it is. So Wilder should knock wow. wow. this guy. Out. We're looking for Wilder to knock him out. But Stavurn's a tough, Haitian guy, uh, you know. And, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, I'm not – you got to win. You win the way you win. That's how I see it in the boxing. Stavurn's a tough cookie. You just go out there and try to beat him, and he should beat him easily. Will he knock him out? Who knows? But there will definitely be a TKO. There probably won't be a KO Yeah, I think there'll that will be a TKO, and people will be upset the next day. But at the end of the day, yeah, like Joshua yeah. talking, it's going to be easy work.
2: Yeah, of course, Berman Subrin. I think that the the probability of him getting stopped by a TKO is about an eighty five percent chance to a fifteen percent chance that Wilder actually sweeps him. But this is boxing, man. So sometimes you got to expect the unexpected, and that's just how it goes down. Sometimes I think that. I'm with you. I think that it'll be a TKO stoppage somewhere in around the eighth round, maybe, if, if Wilder really has picked up on him and, and can land some of those shots that he was landing at the last time, because there was a, in the first fight they had, Stuburn got knocked down, and he tried to tackle Deontay Wilder after getting smashed. Referee didn't call it a knockdown. But I think Deontay Wilder feels that feels like he's progressed since then, because that was his first test fight that happened, like, what, three years ago, something yeah. like that? So, for for, for for him in this fight right now, I think that he feels like he's progressing. He's a late bloomer, like you mentioned earlier. The man started boxing at 18 years old just to take care of his daughter. That's a late start in boxing, and, and, and probably you'd never see somebody who starts that late in the sport end up being a WBC champion of the world. Uh, but when you're in the heavyweight division, it's possible because big dudes knock motherfuckers out, so that's just that's just possible. Uh, but I think that this fight, in my opinion, is going down in about the 8th or ninth round. TKO stoppage, and people are always going to find something to complain about when it comes to Deontay Wilder because people don't really like Deontay Wilder. I think he's mentioned before, like, why are the American fans not supporting their American fighters? I don't know why that is and why that's been, you know, uh, it's been proven over the years. Um, you know, a guy like Andre Ward against Sergey Kovalev, a lot of people are going for Sergey Kovalev in the States over the American Andre Ward, uh, it just just is what it is sometimes. Boxing is a crazy sport, man, and for people to be so not supportive of their own, it just shows the segregation and everything that's involved with the United States and how we are all separated and different to where we uh, base our homerism to. So that doesn't surprise me at all. And and when it comes to other countries, it's like, yo, we're, we're standing for our man, and that's that, so... It is what it is, but I think Deontay Water is going to make more people upset, but he really shouldn't because he's a part of the group for people in 2017 who wanted to make the best fights possible for the fans, where well, you can mention a lot of people that, that did that this year. Not, not, um, not Stevenson, because he's always been afraid to fight Kovalov, but you've got to thank certain guys, and when you put the, the thankful notes to everybody who made fights that fans wanted to see this year, you got to add Deontay Wilder because he wanted to make the fight that people wanted to see, which should be happening coming up this week with what should have been King Kong versus Wilder. But sometimes you get contracts mixed up, and sometimes you forget to add the fact that you've uh, got high blood pressure because you get a little up there in age. And then when the other team's uh, representatives are a little afraid of you beating your man anyways, they're going to just stop the fight, Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, on the undercar <laughs> no, um, no, no. I Go ahead. Go ahead. No,
1: no. Actually, on the actually, undercar I what understand. you talking about? Hey, hey, I, hey! You said on the undercar, I Hope you ain't talking about the welterweight because you said about six minutes, six to seven minutes ago. Point <laughs> five eight that you weren't talking about talking about the no welterweight today. Look,
2: look. You know, Willa. Right now, me and you are like two tag team wrestlers that are coming out to a match, arguing with each other, walking down the ring while the other team is just standing there high-fiving each other. And me and you like, who's going in first? No, you're going in first. And you know how those matches end up going. Sometimes (laughs) we end up losing because of some miscommunication. So hopefully we can get it together right now because that's what it seems like. (laughs) No, no, no. no. We
1: never lose, dog. (laughs) We're not going to lose, dog. We just, you know, it's just like, it's just a little ribbing, though. <laughs> you know? It's a little ribbing. We're still going to be, we're still tag team champs, and that's never going to change. <laughs> we're un, we're undefeated, unbeatable. But, you know, I just want everybody to know that at about seven minutes and 39 <laughs> well, seconds ago, time, uh... you said you said you didn't <laughs> want to talk about welterweight. But let's go to the next topic. Uh,
2: okay. Well, the next topic I was going to talk about was going to be. The undercard. The cruiserweight championship that, has been, that people have been doing, these, these U.K. suckers that are there in the U.K. that are fighting for the Ali Trophy. What is that, Willa? We've been mentioning to go to that for a while. The cruiserweight division is damn near dead, but everybody wants to talk about it because they're all fighting for the Ali Trophy. Willa, you're the most, you're the most wanted man to speak on this. How do you feel about all these U.K. suckers fighting for the Muhammad Ali Trophy? Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I was going. Hey, I said it. I said it. <laughs> I said it first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was like the sixth bullet point. But I'm glad you pulled that all the way up to the top to not talk about what you said you didn't want to talk about. But yeah, it was on the bullet point. <laughs> but as far as this cruiserweight thing, this Ali thing, it's like uh. You know, I've been. You know, like we said, we've been. Ha- we have bullet points. You know, we're gonna uh, open up the curtain. I think they say, but we got bullet points every weekend. No, we don't. Every now and then, I throw that on there. I throw the Ali thing in there just because I feel that the UK, we, we do have people in UK that, that in the UK that listen. We do. You know, we got love for the UK fans. I, I, I got love for some UK fighters. So I wanted to put it out there. But then I would watch some of the fights, and then you know we'd talk about other shit, and it was you know it was whack, and I didn't even really understand what was going on. But uh, no one cares. Uh, cruiserweight is—I don't know—it's—it's it's like the lost. It's like it's like the slot. It's like if we're in if this was the W about uh, the W the, the NFL, this would be like the slot receiver position. Somehow these guys. Are, that can't really do it in the big, the big, like the as the X or uh, the X or the the Y or, or the Z, you no, the Y. The mom is
2: college. Right,
1: <laughs> X are the Y receiver. Uh, the X are the Y receiver. We got these Z receivers out here, which is the cruiserweight, uh, which is are the Europeans able to, to you know have a monopoly on what's going on. So I, I've been, I've watched a few fights, and I can't even like I'm trying to think about the guys that I just I, I saw fight. Um, I can't think of their names right now. Uh, it's like I've they're tweeners, though. They're my... tweeners. No one likes tweeners. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I don't understand. Ali is an American guy um, who fought for, you know, black civil rights. I don't know if there's any even any black guys in this tournament. Um, so I don't really get it. But, no, hate. Hey, <laughs> cruiserweight, I, I would love, if I was a boxer and I was a cruiserweight, I would love to be the cruiserweight champion. You know, um, Vander Holyfield was a cruiserweight champion. No knock on that. It's just not anything that's interesting because there's no American cruiserweights for some reason. Well, we know the reason is because they're in the NBA or the NFL. But, you know. Yeah. We do. I just want to tell the UK people out there, um, People across the pond. That this has been something that I put on bulletin, that I put on a uh, bullet point. Uh, RC can uh, acknowledge that this is something that has been on our radar. We have been paying attention, but as the as far as boxing news and stuff to talk about, it's really nothing to talk about because nobody knows who the fuck these guys are. Damn, dog. tell us how you really feel. No, I, I feel it though. Uh, you
2: know before. Uh, Tony Bellew moved up in weight. He was like the cruiserweight kingpin right there, and Tony Bellew, sure he beat, sure he beat um, uh, my man David Hay. but you know, does that do a whole lot for us? Not really. I mean, I give him credit. It's weird. The cruiserweight division is, uh, you know, uh, you know I love me some wrestling, and when I hear cruiserweights, I used to think of the little guys. And when I hear of cruiserweights and boxing, it's just like the little big guys. So you know, uh it, it's it's wash water. I can see why why Andre Ward decided to retire instead of move up from light heavyweight to cruiserweight and get a belt there and then maybe get a belt at heavyweight against some chump. I can see why he retired instead because it it really doesn't make too much noise. It's it's lost water when you when you look at that shit. So, you know, um I'm with you right there. Uh but Get into the next subject and I want to get into the next hey, thing hey, i hey, hold, hold,
1: hold on, to <laughs> <laughs> hey, on, Real quick, real quick, my fault, my fault, man. Before we get before we get into that, uh Uh oh. Eubanks. Is Chris Eubanks a cruiserweight? Now this is why right, no, you know people weight. call me he's a All right, that's what I thought, but what so is there a Millerweight series going on or let me it's the Cruiserweight I series, I believe. On. So no, uh, because I was I was uh I was telling Seattle
2: Science the other day that uh I wanna see Chris Eubanks against Daniel Jacobs after Daniel Jacobs takes care of this easy work, which he, well, could be easy work with a But that's the fight you, I wanna see moving up since we're just throwing the shit around. It was it is Eubanks and Daniel Jacobs because I think that Canelo and Triple G are such chumps that they're gonna fight each other again in September. It'll be another draw and they're gonna fight each other again in September because they're afraid of the Charlos and they're afraid of uh, Danny Jacobs, and they're afraid of the whole division.
1: Yep. Okay. Well, with that said, um, not to sound like we don't know what the hell we're talking about. We're not the boxing experts. Experts, experts, experts. You know what I'm saying? We're not a Patty Cronin. I'm not going to claim to be. We're not uh, you no, know, no, a guy no, that shows sure. the not a of boxing. But we've got right, – it right. Says, the other week, we, it was uh, George Groves. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Eubanks called out George Groves. And I I could have swore that I was watching a Super Series. So, is there is there also a middleweight Super Series going on? And is that for the Ali Trophy? Because what I'm reading now, we've got George Groves can face Chris Eubanks in the semifinals of the Super Series, right? Is that – they got the Ali Trophy in the middle. But I know the cruiserweights are having – it's like I don't. It might be. It might be something we need to look into because what I'm looking at now is like it might be.
2: We might have got that shit mixed up a little bit. I'm not. I'm not sure, uh, man. I looked into it and I seen because I remember you were talking me about and this. This cruiserweight. This cruiserweight. Yeah. See, I remember you were talking me about this cruiserweight know. deal from. You know, we talking about it like a, a month or so ago. You 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 reminded me. T- you brought it up to me, and, and we forgot to get to it before this whole thing started, and also. Um, ETF had mentioned if we were paying attention to the Cruiserweight series on a show that we had about maybe three or four weeks ago. So this shit's been going on. But to hear about Groves against uh, Eubanks, that's uh, that's strange because last I remember, Groves didn't knock the fuck out by Carl Freibs, and I believe that was at... God, what, I I'm not sure what weight that was at but I didn't I don't think it was that middleweight. I no, think, they're middle. Or my it it, no, I it
1: think was that middleweight, middleweight right, but maybe maybe there's a middleweight also series going on, you know. We're going to keep it real out here. We're not, you know. It's something going on cuz I yeah, watched yeah. Uh, I watched Eubanks last fight. I um I'm pretty sure Groves has a belt. They're both from over there. He called them out and and then this thing says something about these guys fighting in the semifinals. Then, I, but I also saw a cruiserweight fight, and uh, I'm trying to figure out his name also that won the last fight I saw. It was it was pretty bummy. so you know we'll figure that out and we'll have some more info for that next week, I guess. We'll do our research. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like
2: you know we're taking care of everything that's going on in the sport of boxing, but you know we got a whole lot of other shit going on. My Sacramento Kings basketball just started. Houston Rockets just started for Willis. Football still going on. We don't just spend all t- all day jacking off on the computer, watching, 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 uh, uh, watching, watching, um, Carl Frampton highlights like Paddy Cronin all day, or watching Vladimir Klitschko fights from ten years ago like Nino Celi. So uh, that's just what it is. We're, we, you know, we were. we're uh, I just wanted to bring that up about the whole cruiserweight deal with this. Ali trophy that's being brought upon because I know Will has been super friendly when it comes to the UK fighters and especially about getting a trophy when it comes to a man like Muhammad Ali. Uh, we just wanted to get there. But when you talk about a fight like Groves against uh, against uh, um, my man, Eubanks Jr., that just, that does nothing for me. Unless you fucking people out there that are sitting down with your legs crossed like women drinking tea and eating biscuits really get up
1: for a fight like that I can't hear Hey, hey, so, hey, uh, The much, research has been done, dog. The research has been done. We're not crazy, but Let's we're. See, well, crazy. What is it? It's two of them. They're both going on at the same time. So you got the super weight, you got the cruiserweight and the super middleweight tournaments for the Ali Trophy going on at the same time. Going on at the same damn time. How does that happen? Uh, there we go. But that makes sense. That makes more sense, because that's why I was so confused. And that makes sense, because I was watching the Groves. They're talking – I mean, not Groves. I was watching the Eubanks fight. They're talking about the series. But then I watched <clears> – <throat> still trying to figure out who the hell I watched last time. Uh, I watched that. Those were cruiserweights, and I was just trying to figure out how it went all together. But, you know, it is what it is. I saw – yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Usyk, I think, win against Huck. Yeah, yeah. Here, so here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, two of them. Nobody knows who the cruiserweights are. The super middleweight, we do know a few of those guys. So we, you know, all that shit I was talking about <laughs> before. Right. Cruiserweight, super middleweight, they actually have at least they got a, a black guy, uh, and so you know, no hate. But at least we figured that out, and we did that on on the air, man. That's how quick we are at the outside of boxing. Man, that's crazy.
2: That's crazy. All right, well, shit, you know. oh, I don't know what they got going on over there, but much respect to the boxing fans out there because those fans out there, they keep it alive for the most part. They don't have uh, football teams and basketball teams like we have. So,
1: um, you know, much respect. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, in the semi finals we got uh a, for the super middleweight world se- uh world boxing super series, you got George Gross versus Eubank and Kalen Smith versus Brahe, Brahe a German guy. Um <clears throat> we had one American guy, Robert Brandt, he lost early in that. And then the semifinals for the cruiserweight, you got Usik versus uh Beredis, you know. Yeah, Gates, even and uh Yuri, Urena, whatever, a Cuban cat. So, you know, just a lot of bums. Are you, there, spent, much. are you
2: spending your hard-earned money on a pay-per-view fight for that? I'm not saying it's pay-per-view, but I'm just saying, are you ready for those fights, Willa?
1: <laughs> yeah, none of those cruiserweight fights. I don't know what that is. But Eubanks versus Groves, we'll see. Uh, that I think that'll be a pretty good fight. Both Great Britain guys. That's probably going to be pretty popping over there and that will probably be a good fight, good buzz.
2: Right, right, for sure. I, I like Eubanks Jr., I really do, but I just want to see him get in, a, get in the ring with Danny Jacobs, if anything. But since he's in this tournament bullshit, I guess he's got obligations to fulfill, so uh, I'm not mad at it. But I do like Eubanks, though. So I really do like that guy. Uh, I have nothing against him. He's a charismatic guy, and seems like he's doing his thing. So I give a lot of respect to that dude. Um, we'll see how this shit whole, this whole thing goes, because this whole tournament about these dudes is kind of crazy, so... Uh, you know, if, if Eubanks comes out on top in the middleweight division, I'll be happy with that. So uh, he could add that little caveat because I know him and his dad both be talking all crazy, so they could be like, you know what, look at this, something you guys don't got. Well so we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I didn't want to talk about cruiserweights today, like I mentioned earlier, but I guess I have to by default because of the undercard that's going to be on the fight for this weekend coming up of Deontay Wilder against Roman Civerne will be one. Sean, or as some people call him, Marshawn Porter, running back boxer, will be in the ring against Adrian Granados, the bad boy that you've seen in a fight with Adrian Bronner, which some people could say that they have a debate that he won that fight. Most of those people will be from Chirac, who are close family members and friends, or they will be the one member of Seattle, Washington, who believes that Adrian Bronner lost that fight to Adrian Granados, a.k.a. Zombie Man. All that stuff coming forward and not really showing too much skill, but he has a whole lot of heart in this fight. And I think that for this fight leading up, it's kind of interesting. You're going to need that heart against a guy like Sean Porter because he's not going to make it easy. He's not going to give you distance. And I hope Granado's packed for lunch, but I think that Adrian Granado might end up going to sleep in this fight because Sean Porter is very hungry. He wants to get that rematch with Thurman. And this right here should be what Willard calls a showcase fight for Sean Porter. What do you think about this one coming up? Will it it be a a really good fight leading up to the Bermain severn Part Two with Deontay Wilder?
1: I think so. Uh, You know, you're you're what I like. You you take a lot of shots at the Porter family. They're a uh, friend of the boxing podcast uh, of the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Much respect to Kenny Porter, who I reach out to every often just to get his thoughts on fight. No, no, no! You didn't take any today, but you have, and that and it is what it is. I take shots at uh at your boy, uh, what's his name, the heavyweight. You know, it is what it is. We've got to Sometimes. keep it real. We got to, yeah, we have got to say our. We we've got to keep it one hundred percent, and it's no, you know, and it's in no disrespect, but Porter always comes game. Um, like you said, he he's got that football mentality. This being October, the heart of the football season, uh. Where we get to see a fullback go out there and put uh, put in some good work, showcase. This is this is a sho- this is a showcase, definitely Granados. Uh, you know, he ain't no punk though, that Granados. Yeah, yeah, he's eighteen and five. He hasn't really got he hasn't got KO'd, but he's got work. Um, he's coming off he's a, got a lot of controversial
2: to, losses though. Like a lot of those five losses he has, there's a lot of controversy written behind. A lot of those losses that he has. Adrian Granado's like, you know, I call him zombie man, this and that, because he comes forward a lot and he gets hit. He blocks a lot of shots with his face. But at the same time, that motherfucker's tough. He's a tough dude. And I, I like his mannerism about him. Guy's from Chicago and he, he, the way he, he fights like a guy from Chicago. He fights like one of those fighters out there. And I'll tell you what, man, I don't think that the guy is nowhere near a B-plus player, but he is a solid B. And I still think that Sean Porter is a B-plus player. And it leads to when we're talking about shots, uh, I, I seen a reporter, uh, Robert Littell, BSO, uh at BSO on Twitter, where he was writing a story about Kenyon Martin back in the day. And he went to a club and seen Kenyon Martin with Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith. And they kind of was like, oh, you, Robert Littell, you the guy who was writing about talking shit about my, my tattoo on my neck. And he went up to his face and said, hey, man, yeah, the tattoo looks ridiculous. Anything that we say about somebody is not something that we would be on some sucker shit when it comes to the front. But when I see Sean Porter, I see no reason to go talk to him and get a picture with him because of the stuff I said about him in the past. But if he asked me about stuff I said in the past, I'll tell him the same thing. It's about keeping it real and being consistent with stuff that we say. Because if, if I was to talk some shit about anybody and then go up to them and post pictures with them like, oh, I'm chilling with this great guy, that's some sucker shit, and you will never catch me on some stuff like that. So uh, I do respect everything that Sean Porter and Kenny Porter have done in the sport of boxing. I just don't think that those guys are premier level when it comes to, you know, Sean Porter trying to get his rematch with with Keith Thurman and all that. So just to get all that stuff out the way. uh, But I do think that Adrian Granados is a really tough customer, and I think at three of those five losses he has, very controversial. So you can't really say that he's got five L's because he's got a case in which he can stake for
1: Maybe three, possibly four of those five L's. He
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you can state a case for how many L's you have, but the bottom line is what your record is. He has five L's. Uh, last L coming from uh, Adrian Broner, and you know this tells the uh, Porter Adrian Broner. I hate to say it was almost baby easy work for uh, for Porter until the last to the end of rounds. So for for a guy like uh, Granados to to have even a close fight, which really wasn't that close, I think he lost. But I can understand why people say he it, it was closer than it than they thought it was. You know what I'm saying? So for him, to, you know, they're not on the same level. You say he's a B plus fighter. I don't know if he's a B plus fighter. I would give him more of a B minus C fighter, and I would give uh, Porter a B plus B plus fighter. And that's what we'll see. And and the guy that's giving Porter, Porter a hard time is the guys that are boxing around, not guys that are coming forward. You go head up with the Mack truck in the welterweight division. You're not. Gonna, that's not gonna. That's not gonna end well for anybody. So be a good showcase. Right. I think Porter will show, and he will prove. Uh, you know, like I always say about showcases, showcase fights. He will showcase his skills and do what he needs to do to make some hype and in, in, in a, trying to get another fight which, does he, can he be the top-tier guy? I don't think so, but he has the heart to do it. Unlike uh, Just like Granados, they're both the similar type of fighter. They both got heart. They're coming forward, but Porter is better, stronger, and probably bigger. So, you know, easy yeah. showcase. I mean, maybe not easy, now, it, it, but it won't be easy. It will be a showcase, but not easy. You know, something like Kovalev Ward, uh, um, the first – uh, the, the first six rounds until uh, the second fight, you know, easy work, but it's tough. But at the end of the day, you're doing what you want to do, and the guy will probably end up going to sleep.
2: Right, right, right. I think I think that Granados will get stopped in this fight, and if he goes the distance, that'll just that'll just put on for the fact that I gave him a B level fighter. And if he does go the distance with Sean Porter, it will probably be by. Unanimous decision, but I don't think that this fight will go the distance. I think that Granados gets stopped, possibly at eight or nine, because Sean Porter, yeah, he has an ugly style. But when those some of those shots connect, he's a hard puncher. He he could get guys off balance, and if he gets you off balance early, you might be in trouble for the later rounds. It might seem or not later rounds, but the later time in the round. I mean, if he gets you if he gets you stunned early in the first minute, those final two minutes will be the longest two minutes of a fighter's life, man. And I think that Sean Porter might get him like that. In the early round, if he does not get him hurt, in a round before where he goes to the bell and he comes out and Sean Porter will take full advantage of it. I think this is a fight where Sean Porter can actually showcase some of his power that he has, and he might land something to the body, which I think that will hurt Granados, and then that will eventually be the end of him. Uh, but I think this fight is going eight to nine rounds, and I think it will be stoppage, clear stoppage. We won't have no no foolery involved in what we and the UK and stuff like that. So um, I got Sean Porter in this fight. Eight or nine. What you got, Willa? Uh,
1: same thing. I'm probably, yeah, I'll say 10, 11th uh a knee taken and then probably a stoppage. Um, just a beating. Kunal is a tough character. Five losses, hasn't been KO'd. Um, you know, it'll be some, you know, just like a tough bag, just like tough bag day reporter so yeah that's what I got about TK on the
2: tent. Yeah, 100% 100% and before we get out of here uh, one other thing that happened in the boxing community I want to make sure that a lot of boxers out there that have a name for themselves take care of themselves and what I mean by that is by saying having guys in your camp or guys on your team that will be a fall guy like Chris Carter had mentioned for the rookies, you need a fall guy and what I mentioned by that is Victor Ortiz getting a DUI. My man, even if you're out chasing some tail or anything like that, when you've had a few drinks, you need to have somebody to take you for your ride. I got to ride on top anywhere I need to go when I've been pouring up, sitting sideways, you know, shoulder leaning, doing a few two-steps you got to have a guy that's going to take care of you when you're in your midst like that. And, you know, I just want to uh, bring that up. I don't know if you've seen about it. Willa. Victor Ortiz looking real fucked up in his mug shot. My man looked like he had too many shots of tequila and he looked real crazy. Um, uh, any advice you got for boxes out there when it comes to certain situations like that, Willis?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, get you a, get you a guy that's down. I mean, really, you know, what did he get? He got charged with a DWI. That's just – we all do it. We shouldn't do it. But as a grown man, you should know how foolish you are. You know, I go – I'm not going to say I don't go out and drink then drive back home, but I'm never – but there is times where I call and say, hey, I'm not going to make it back tonight, or, hey, I need to get scooped up, or, you know, I got to call somebody because I know I'm that fooling. Um, Ortiz needs, you know, it is what it is. That's a DWI. Guys get that every day. I don't think, you know, he can, this isn't, he doesn't have a corporate job, so, you know, he'll be all right. He'll be all right, but the, the moral of the story is, get you a driver if you can. You don't have to be the, a man every time. I think it's more machismo. I think that, people drive home like that, but, I mean, women do it, too. It's I, I mean, I guess that's just, like, stubbornness and, uh, you know, self-confidence or whatever going to ride. But my advice is don't drink too much and drive where – don't drink enough where you can't drive home. And if you can't drive home, get an Uber. Uh, you know, maybe Victor Ortiz can't afford a driver to swing him around, but he can afford an Uber. You know? <laughs>
2: Yeah, as much money as he made being involved in the Mayweather sweepstakes, you should have some goddamn money for Uber. They ain't that goddamn expensive. But, uh, you know, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Victor Ortiz. Hopefully he can figure this thing out and let that be an example to all of you out there. You don't want to be involved in some shit like that. So, um, But good show today. I'm glad we had Jacob from Long Beach come on here and, and uh, give his thoughts and opinions out there. Um, a Really good listening to the show, a guy that I have a lot of respect for, met before, uh, and uh, one of the good guys that you can meet in the sport, so um, much respect. But uh, before we get up out of here, um, any final thoughts you want to give up, Willa, and uh, uh, let the people know um, anything that you got coming up? And we will be back next week, one hundred percent. But anything you got to finish off this one with, Willa?
1: Oh no, no, no! Uh, just want to help tell everybody have a good week. You know, stay positive. Don't be afraid to look through the world in the next man's shoes. You know, uh, and I think we'll go a little further as human beings. Show some compassion this week, and show show a lot of love uh, to the podcast by sharing it, commenting on the i on the uh, 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 iTunes, and uh, you know subscribing to what we got going on here.
2: my man Uh, I I just want to say Thank you to everybody I really, 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 really Do appreciate everybody's thoughts And everybody's comments that we had Coming on to the show We are an upstart podcast independently We don't have some of the same um, People pushing for the show That we've had previously And it's just me and you right now And uh, we're doing, I think that we're doing a good job That's just me Uh, I think we're doing a really good job at that but to hear some of the outpouring the love from the fans and the support of the people listening to the show and giving us, uh, not only us, but giving people who are looking for a boxing podcast or anything involved with how the Willa and Wilts show is going with with what's going on in the, the culture and everything involved with life on an every day-to-day basis. 100% appreciate it, man. And if any of you guys see me or Willa at some of these boxing events, you can bet your ass that uh, uh, you got a free drink coming from RC, if you see me somewhere, and um, I I really do appreciate it, man, and uh, I just want to say that uh, we will be coming to you next week live on a Sunday, as we should be, and um, coming up, we got the World Series going on right now, in which I am a California native, but got no love for the Dodgers, so... I am with you, Willa. Uh, I got your back. You're my man, 50 grand, and that's just the way it is. And I want to see the Astros do some work. And for the most part, man, it's been a great show today, and I appreciate everybody that came on and listening and downloaded, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And I got much love for you all, man, much love for everybody. And thank you all for being here. This is the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast, and I think that we could finish the show off with a certain tune. That would go a long way for what's going on right now in today's world, as far as the sports world, which is coming up. God.